0: Hello! Welcome to the Marketing Meetup Podcast. My name is Joe Glover and thank you so much for listening today. Today we've got something a little bit special. We've got the second talk from the Marketing Meetup in New York and we're actually going to be hearing from our hosts of the night. Uh, That's a company called Crowd and their MD, a guy called Chris Tate. Now Chris originally hails from the northeast of England but now lives in the Big Apple. And this talk It's probably one of the most advanced that we've had at the marketing meetup. It's all about attribution. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with attribution, then this is going to be a pretty interesting talk and certainly probably a little bit more advanced than what you're used to, but also absolutely just fascinating. It's fascinating because we as marketers spend an awful lot of time speaking about attribution as if it's a problem that's been solved, but really, I don't think it has been. And really that's Chris's point in this talk too, but he actually provides a solution on how to get around that and how you should be modeling your attribution models to actually make sure that you're getting the best of your data and you're making the most reliable reports that you possibly can for your whole team and actually understanding what's going on in your business. It's a really fascinating talk and really, really, really important that people start to understand attribution in a greater depth rather than just doing stuff and hoping that it pays off. If you like anything more from The Marketing Meetup, head to themarketingmeetup.com. And then there's two big thank yous as well. The first is to the wonderful, beautiful Baz. He's from Bravo Marketing. He specializes in producing results from content and creative marketing that is just ridiculous. He's the most creative person I know, but he's also a really great friend, not only of The Marketing Meetup, but just personally. I freaking love you, Baz. Take care, mate. So if you'd like to know more about Baz, head to bravomarketing.co.uk. Also got a big thanks to Sam from Columba. Sam sits in the middle of agencies and clients and matches them in a way which means that the best agency works on the jobs for the best clients. He's been in business for a relatively short amount of time, but he's already absolutely flying to the extent he's getting some really really high profile pitches which is really impressive and testament to his hard work but also to his personality he's a great chap so uh, also check out columba so without further ado i'm going to hand you over to chris for what is very interesting a very important and a slightly more advanced than usual talk from the marketing meetup take care
1: thanks joe I mean, that is the best year I've ever had, apart from that goal i scored once, uh, under 15, <laughs> soccer, football. And um, thank you very much. Like, uh, thank you everyone for being here. Thanks for coming into our space. It's an absolute pleasure. I think this is the most people we've ever had in this office. Um, and it does fit everyone, so it's brilliant. Um, I, before I give an introduction to myself, I'm gonna talk about marketing attribution, which is a, you know age old problem, a problem that we've had, or a challenge that we've had in, in marketing forever. Um, and, and funnily enough, I was listening to this podcast this morning, um, and it was, this is going to make, make me sound really weird, a load of, a load of physicists arguing about quantum mechanics, uh, and one comedian. So it's a, it's a comedy podcast. Um, but what's happened in quantum mechanics is that all the physicists have sort of given up because no one can sort of work it out, and they've left it to philosophers because um, it's basically this just ridiculous thing that no one can ever understand, and um, And I kind of think that's a bit like attribution Um, and maybe we should just give up and sort of accept that you have to spend money and customers will come eventually. Um, But no, there there are some much better things that we can do than that. So um, as Joe said, my name's Chris, um, first US employee of Crowd. I've been with the business for eight years, came over here in 2015 um, and started this office. Um, We didn't have this office when I first came here. We had a one desk WeWork, work um, and we've grown to 22 people, 20, 25 people in the US. Sorry, um, 200 people globally and we are a digital marketing company. So everything from search marketing, social marketing, marketing attribution, measurement, um, SEO, which is a large channel for us um, and everything in between effectively. So the subject that we're going to talk about is obviously attribution. And there's a lot that we can get into. Um, But I wanted to try and keep this actionable for everyone, and I don't know if everyone can read this, but we're going to look at what's happened over the past five years, what's going to happen over the next five years. Um, We're going to quickly touch on different models for different verticals because there are a lot of, you know, B2B, travel, ticketing, retail, it is all different and we need to think about it differently. Then we're going to look at the small changes you could make to your attribution model to make a big difference to what you're actually doing in your media and how you're buying Google search or Facebook or something like that. Um, And then I'm going to give you five steps to take in order to improve your marketing attribution. And this isn't a, here's the answer. I've got an attribution model now, but it is very actionable and you can take it away and you can, you can do these things in your business. Um, So firstly, the first thing to mention is that, you know, do marketers actually trust their data? And, and the answer is pretty much no. Um, th- this, this is a, um, a roundtable I went to with Google very recently and they surveyed the, everyone at the round table and 84% said they believed their data sources were not well integrated, um, which, you know, is, is pretty classic. 60% said they think marketing measurement tools are hard to use, which they are. Um, and 57 percent think that all of their market, uh, all of their data is in silos within the business. Right. the the the, the email team or the CRM data, the search team or the, the AdWords data, and no one's really speaking to each other. So it's really difficult to do this stuff. Um, but everyone agreed that basically brands have to compete mostly on customer experience and making it a good experience for the customer to buy their product. Um, so that will all tie back in as we go through this. But the first thing to talk about here um, to give you an idea is just to set the scene. There are three things that we really talk about when we're talking about attribution. Um, the first one that we all talk about is digital attribution. And, you know, who's touched on this display ad? Who touched on this search ad? Where was the last click? OK, that gets the, attrib- the attributed sale. Um, but there are a lot of important other things that we can be doing, including econometrics and media mix modeling, which is effectively really simply a regression analysis looking at marketing activity and the impact it had on your sales. It's in in, um, hindsight, so it's difficult to do really quick optimization on, but there are tools that you can use. And then the last one is, the third one is controlled experiment. So a really good example of this is that you would do a match market test. So let's say you would do New Jersey, Virginia and North Carolina, and you would run exactly the same media, but you would optimize differently in one of those states and see what impact it had on your sales or your reach or whatever the metric is you want trying to track. And that's a really good way of trying to understand like what this marketing is doing. So the one that most people talk about is digital, and we are going to talk about that, but we'll touch on these ones as well. Um, so attribution over the last five years, I think can be summed up pretty easily in, uh, and probably everyone has experienced one of these. Number one, over-reliance on last interaction or last click. Still people are doing this all the time, uh, still some of our clients are doing this and effectively that's just giving the credit to the last thing that happened before the sale. Pretty simple. Um, and uh, you know, I know why people do it is because The CMO needs an answer and you need something to tell them, right? So that's the easiest thing. Um, And then the second thing is most people are kind of on the road to some sort of attribution model, which is a data-driven model, which takes into account a fair um, credit to each touchpoint or a a position-based, which might be 40% to the first click, um, 40% to the last click, and then even attribution and all of the clicks in between that. And that is just talking about click, not views. So we'll go into that as well. But this is kind of like what's happening right now, I think. And and people are starting to get a taste of data-driven attribution, which is using algorithms to understand the impact of different channels on your your sales. Um, But this is kind of probably familiar, and it's the different models that you could use in something like a Google Analytics. And you could look at a last click, a first click, a position-based, a data-driven, a time decay. Um, And you can play around with these things and it it looks a bit like this. So I know people won't be able to see this, but you you can look at a last interaction, a first interaction and a position based, and you can compare just what's going on. Um, And it is quite enlightening. And the first thing to to note is that this data has to be as clean as you can get it, because that's the other thing. None of this matters if the, the data is really messy and duplicated and all this kind of stuff. Um, but if you've used Google Analytics, this will be familiar. It's, it is quite easy to use. It's easy to sort of look at a different model for each one of your channels, direct, organic, paid search, um, social display, etc. cetera. Um, and we'll come on to a bit more about what you could do in here to change things. Um, but attribution over the next five years, I think this is the really um, important discussion. Um, and does everyone know what mountain this is? it's it's in Yosemite but it's half dome um absolutely no relevance to this talk at all but uh I mean kind of so what I wanted to ask people is where do you think where do you think we are like attribution has sort of been like climbing a mountain and it's got better and better we've got further and further and we've pat ourselves on the back and and we're kind of climbing this mountain to get to this model where we're like this is a this is a good attribution model, right? Um, hands up if you think we're like right at the start and we literally haven't solved this at all. No one? Oh, Ken. Okay. yeah, good. Hands up if you think we're sort of, okay, we've got a little idea and we're nearly there. A little bit more. Three. Who thinks we've solved it? Okay, Just a lot of people on the fence here. Um, yeah. So actually, in my opinion, we are here Um, and the reason I say that is because I think we've peaked um, and I think we've got to the level now where we have to accept that multi-touch digital attribution is never going to be perfect. We just have to accept it. Um, And I don't know if anyone read recently that Google are deprecating getting rid of third party cookies in their browser in a couple of years and a lot of attribution is based on cookies so and cookies are already a bit dodgy and a bit unreliable right so we're getting to the stage now where i think um, multi-touch attribution digital attribution is never going to be perfect we will still use it to some extent but it's never going to be perfect so we're going to have to make our way down a bit down the mountain again and, and then build our way back up so the things that in, in our opinion, at Crowd, and in my opinion, that we have to start concentrating on rather than trying to work out obsessing over digital touch points, let's try and work out the true value of a customer, the lifetime value of a customer, um, and really concentrate on first party data. Um, and I, and I, like the thing, when I do my predictions piece every year, for the last two years, it's been the same thing more investment on, in data quality and more investment in first party data. Um, and investing things like CRM and customer data platforms and and making sure that that is in a good place because if that's in a good place you can power a lot of your other marketing with that Um, so and then you can do things like lifetime value optimization right you're optimizing your media based on metrics that matter you know six months a year in advance not just that last interaction um, which is super difficult and you know we work with a lot of different retailers who are in this like environment that we need, we, need, we need to hit targets, we need to deliver sales, okay, we'll go on sale, it's like a drug, we'll take that drug, we'll get the sales, okay, shit, we, we're back to the same stage again, back to sale, and everyone sees it's happening. We're all trained to buy like that now, really hard to get out of. But if you understand your data and your customers, you can, you can power your marketing much better. So we're, we're on the way down now, we're trying to like, we have to admit, right, it's not going to happen. We're on on the way down. Um, And this is that model that I was just kind of describing. And I think only in the last, like, I don't know, this year maybe, people have started realizing, like, this is not going to happen. And that cookie news, I think, really hit people that we're never going to get to this kind of ultimate attribution. So you've got, like, a single click here, a single channel, which might be, like, Google Ads, single channel with data-driven, might be, like, double click, multi-channel, Facebook, Google, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and it keeps going up and then omni-channel taking into account your store data, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um but the next slide is what I think should happen. And again, I'm sorry if everyone can't read this, but I'm going to describe it. So, based on the fact that we're never going to get digital attribution perfect, what else can we use? Media mix modeling and experiments. So, when you're using a combination of these things, you're gonna get a much better idea of that true kind of value of a customer, but also the variance in all of this data. So, you know, if you're just using digital attribution here, what happens is that you see an insight, you spend a month looking at it, you go, solved it, let's adjust our strategy, and you haven't corroborated that with any other data or any other attribution that says, mm, that's actually not quite right, because it's a month of data. So. And, and cookies generally last a month, right? So I think this is something that we will be working on. And there are kind of media mix modeling and econometric technologies that can be expensive. Um, but if you, if you are spending a lot of money on your marketing, you have to be doing this stuff. Um, and experiments are not expensive, right? You could, you could go, let's spend, and again, this is all relative, but let's spend 50K over two months on Facebook and test in three different markets that which optimization model works best or which reach model works best, bearing in mind, my business only works if new customers come in, like I can't make it work if there's no new customers. Um, So this is kind of what we're trying to get to at crowd and start talking to customers about. And some are doing it really, really well. And I think the experienced CMOs, the people that have been in this before, think about this already. But I would say, honestly, the new generation of marketers who have kind of been trained up on Google and Facebook and these tools that deliver sales and, and they work, they really do work, but they're gonna stop stop working because you can't just keep targeting the same people, with the same crap. Um, so you need to be thinking about this. All right, that was a lot, get a drink. <laughs> Jesus, right, it might get a bit lighter now, I think. Um, so we've done that first bit. Um, I just wanna talk about quickly, Different models um, for different verticals, and also how a small change to your model could make a big difference. So the the different models for different verticals. I think one of the most important things to think about is the the uh, look back window. So if you you know if you if you if people know Facebook, it's generally a thirty day post click, one day post view model that they attribute everything right. So if anything touches a Facebook ad, they are taking credit. Um, and within you know google analytics or even facebook you can play around with the look back windows so it could be seven days 30 days 90 days and you do have to consider that with your business so if you're selling tickets we we have a client that sells tickets most people are in market pretty quickly towards the event um if it's it depends on the event obviously if it's like going to sell out in a day or if it's a second place marketplace like a lot of american tickets are then you know I wanna to go to the next tomorrow night. Yeah, let's look at tickets. Okay, I'll buy them on the day because they're cheaper. So this is a much more short, shorter look back window. Whereas buying a sofa is just much longer. And we have a client that sells sofas and it takes, it takes people on average 60 days generally from the first time they touch the website to the time they convert. So you need to give it enough time to see what's going on in that journey. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, and then this is an example and again, I didn't know this projector was gonna be like this. That's my fault. Um, and what it's saying is effectively, this is a brand that sells Rolexes. Uh, one of our clients, it says it sells u- used Rolexes, and their brand paid search delivers a 7,000% ROAS because you know if someone's searching for the brand, they clearly just wanna buy the product. But they're non-brand, so people searching for used Rolex Daytona, delivers a 200, oops, 200%. So two X basically. Um, and what we said to them was like, well, it's just unrealistic because people that need to find your brand are not searching for your brand, they're searching for the Rolex that they want. So what we looked at was a, a position based model that effectively said, well, we're going to give quite a lot of credit to the first click because that's when they're discovering you guys and they're searching for their Rolex and the, oh, sorry, the ROAS went up from 2X to 5.6X. And, and we didn't do anything, just changed it in there. But what it meant was they were like, okay, we, we're now more comfortable spending a lot more money on the non-brand activity. And by the way, the brand activity went down a lot when we started doing this. Um, and they go from spending 50K a month to 100K a month on search, just like that, and their business grows. And this is just an education piece around how to how to look at these numbers. And again, it's just one of the things. It's not like the be all and end all, but it's pretty clear what's happening there. So that's, a, you know, this would be where I would start. If you're quite confident in your data, you split out your channels and Google Analytics, you can do some good stuff in here. And we, and we do a lot of this with clients. OK, so a couple more minutes, the five steps to improve your attribution. So this is like what we do with every single client. Um, when we're running media for them. And the first thing to do is group your campaigns into channels according to how they operate. So super simple, right? Brand paid search should always be separate from non-brand paid search, prospecting, remarketing, like really simple, they're doing different jobs. Um, The second thing is to identify and map each of those channels to what it's supposed to be doing. So, and we'll, we'll get onto this more in a second, but you know, what channels are you using for awareness? You're using brand, programmatic brand buying, you're using print and out of home, using YouTube for awareness, and then for the conversion, you're using retargeting, right? It's, this isn't hard, it's really easy. Um, Work out what the channels are supposed to be doing. Step three, build an attribution model for each of the channel that rewards that channel for doing its job. So the amount of times I go into meetings and someone says, Display doesn't really work for us, like it doesn't really drive a CPA. Of course it doesn't, like, of course. It's not supposed to. Um, So, you know, let's, you know, why are you judging upper funnel activity based on the last click ROAS, why? But people still do it. Um, So what we do for everyone is like, when we're trying to think of this, we go, right simple, top, middle, and bottom of funnel. Here are the tactics. The goal is awareness, consideration, or purchase. The KPI is a CPM, a CPC, and a ROAS. And then if effectively you map out, well, what is the metric? The metric is I want a CPM of $7, I want a click uh, for $2.50, and I want a ROAS of four. Now, ultimately, everything has to go back to a ROAS of four, right? Or it doesn't work, they're not gonna make money. Um, and then we set up dashboards to say, and you can all do this via you know, a report like a Tableau or a Datarama, um, this is the top of funnel CPM price. This is the middle of funnel CPC price. This is the bottom of funnel conversion rate, and this is how much we're spending on that media. So really simply, you can see like, okay, what's going on? Is the top of funnel media delivering at the CPM I want? It's working, good, we're comfortable with that. Ultimately, at the bottom of the funnel, it's delivering. And then, the next step is to basically compare those channels against what they're supposed to be doing, and then look at the other model and say, well, Is it working to the different model? So effectively, what I mean here is that if you look, if you can see this, this is the top of funnel for a client that we have the middle of funnel and the bottom of funnel. This is the CPA. So the CPA at the top of the funnel is $458, the middle 60 and the bottom 16. And the the overall CPA, which the target is 35, is 29. But how many times have I been in meetings where someone says this isn't working because the CPA is too high? And we're not tracking it against the CPA and in all of our reporting, it's not, we're not tracking it against the CPA. We're tracking it against the CPM of $7.99 and it works. Um, so the point of all of this is to try and understand like why these channels are being utilized. Um, and you know, I bet everyone's experienced this. There's probably so many people here that only run Facebook and Google cause it's the things that work, right? They work because they're the bottom of funnel channels, like they're delivering the sales right at the end. It's the easy job. But to build a proper marketing strategy, you need to be thinking about all of this. Hopefully that makes sense. And the last thing to remember, my last point is that digital attribution is super flawed. Um, I think we're at a stage now where everyone's realized that we're not gonna get to the stage where we ever get the ultimate attribution model. Um, But the other thing to remember is like, before you look at Google Analytics and say, yeah, cracked it, it's all working now, gonna change that, gonna spend less on that, gonna spend more on that. Check it with something else, check it with econometrics, do a match market test to say, okay, well let's just check this in New Jersey versus New York, is it is it actually happening? Um, and then yeah, does it stack up with your attribution in the end? Um, and I think that is basically the framework that we work through with every client. Some are not even started on it, some are way advanced on it, um, but I hope that was useful. That's it.